Northern Michigan, welcome into the Get Around, episode number 79. I'm going to be your host today. My name is Jake Atnip. Here in the studio with me is the great James Cook, and 7 and 4 is Harrison Beebe. How come I don't get an adjective with my name? 7 and 4 is your adjective. Yeah, it is. He's what, 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 yeah, what does that That's describe me as? 7 and 4 uh, is property. An employee of a TV station. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Your, your property of seven. Seven and four is stellar. I feel like I missed, Harrison Beebe. I missed the memo. How about that? Since we're an audio podcast and not a visual medium, uh, you guys are rocking Motor City teams on your hats, and uh, I, I missed out. You got Lions on James and the old school uh, horse oh. Pistons on Jake. Could've, I mean, could have brought the uh, the Tigers one to work, to work today, but I'm pretty I'm 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 pretty stout on my hat game. I got more than I think. My whole closet's you, lined. You with and all your homes. roommate have a lot of hats. Yeah, I've always worn hats though. My wife got me a brand new Lions hat for the draft. See, that's what that one is. Yeah, yeah, it looks brand new. Yeah, look at that. It's, it's it hasn't experienced crispy. heartbreak yet. Right. No, nope, not yet. But it will. It will. All right. Well, that's not why we're here. No, we're not. We have a great show for you guys today. We've got quite a bit to talk about. We're gonna do a little bit of a spring sports update. Let you guys know exactly what's going on in Northern Michigan over the first couple weeks. There have been plenty of games played. The weather hasn't quite cooperated all the way through. But it's a lot better than it was last year. We are going to do our normal at tweet of the week, get into the very prestigious Hall of Fame, and we'll do our trifecta later, which we'll bring up here. I wanted to ask you guys, with Avengers Endgame coming out, both of you guys are fans. Uh, I, I don't really see it. And I mean, you guys are both Games of Thrones, we're, Game of we're Thrones guys, two right? Of the, well, I'm only one of the $1.2 billion. My $15 went towards the $1.2 billion. James, you are still going to spend your $10? Yeah, we've got tickets already for tonight. So, so literally, I would say, and you guys are both Game of Thrones fans too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Watched last night it was a fantastic week. So I, I, as of right now, I'm in the dark on both of these things. So, but I, there are spoilers literally everywhere. I thought Tiger broke the internet like two weeks ago, oh, yeah. but I think it was rebroken this week with with Avengers and Game of Thrones talk. I, yeah, it's it's no literally way, everywhere. No safe. So I, I need to ask you guys because. The only way that I've found to avoid spoilers, which this is what I've done, is with Game of Thrones especially, is I have never watched a second of it because I don't want to know anything that anybody says. When people are saying people's names or anything like that, I literally am so far in the black with this that I don't know what's going on. So that's how I've avoided spoilers is I've just kept myself out of the world completely until it's over with when everybody's done talking about it, and then I'll go back and do it myself. But you guys are in the moment and have so much on the line if this gets ruined for you. How do you avoid spoilers coming from the internet, from people in the office, from your family, your friends? How do you avoid them? I watch it live. Well, for Game of Thrones, at least. Every Sunday at 9 o'clock, I'm not doing anything else. Now, a movie theater obviously conflicts the schedules a little more because people have stuff to do at certain times, uh, and you can only pack so many people into a theater if you want to go see IMAX. We waited till 10 a.m. Saturday to see it based on my work schedule, but... It seems like movie-wise, people were pretty, outside of an incident uh, in the Eastern yeah. Hemisphere, it seems like people are pretty friendly and gracious as, as far as not spoiling it. But Game of Thrones, it seems like, hey, it's, it's on live TV for everyone to see if they want to, and if you missed it, you're lost. It <laughs> seems to be the vibe of social media. Just for those who don't know what Harrison was referencing to, um, there was somebody in Asia who came out of the Endgame, the Endgame movie with everybody in line for the next theater while they're cleaning it and spoiled the ending and subsequently Which is like what do you what do you expect? Was pummeled. Yeah, what do you got, expect to happen? He got <laughs> jumped by all of the superhero fans thinking they're Captain America and doing everybody else a favor. Well and then online too you had LaShawn McCoy from the Buffalo Bills, the running back from the Buffalo Bills, who apparently tweeted some endgame spoilers and kind of ruined it for everybody. So Jake Fisher, maybe you can talk to Get Talk that, to LaShawn McCoy. out before Star Wars. Come on. And uh, maybe have uh, Shady be a little less shady. Well, yeah, and I think he's probably, got, what, he's probably got close to a few hundred thousand followers at the very minimum. One spoiler from somebody with that much reach like, spoils it for everybody. Isn't there it? a way, though, I think I saw it last night based on the Game of Thrones finale, isn't there a way you can take keywords and block any and all tweets? You can. Yes, so you can. So if you do your research, you can probably avoid <laughs> stuff like that happening. And you can set Very it to block excessive. those for a, you should, probably well, shouldn't have to You can set it to length. block those for a certain period of time too. Uh-huh. So you can you can just block you can set your Game own of Thrones you can set or your own end game for the end game but, but what about this? What about this? How do you block somebody in person when you put your hand up, talk to the head, somebody starts talking to you about it? Shut up. You quiet. Well that's that's right your now. roommate. He hasn't seen it yet and he was originally supposed to see it with me, so he's gotta hang around with me all week and I <laughs> basically can't 
reference it around him until he sees it. So. Well, a couple of the page designers last week started talking about the Game of Thrones episode, episode two um, of the season, and uh, last you know last week, and Brett has not caught up. Oh, and yeah, Brett, yeah, went, yeah. Brett just like got up from his seat, walked down there, and was like, ah, da, 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 da. Can, "Can you guys? Can you guys not well, talk no, about he's... this at all?" Oh, that's right. Well, he's seen seasons one through seven. He's just rewatching them with his wife so that they can watch season eight together. I, I think yeah, that's what he's doing. So he's that's caught what up. He's doing. Pretty, See, I, I think and that's why I don't. I don't both think he has though? an excuse. I believe so. He said that I believe think they're, they're just rewatching it. They're rewatching it, but yes. he hasn't started season eight, yet. which yes. seems weird to me. But, that, but yeah, that, that's his own fault. If anything, shout out Brett Summers. It's his he's, own choice. He's but, back yeah. in Wisconsin this weekend. Wisconsin. That is why I'm in the host chair. It's been quite a while actually since I've hosted the award-winning Brett Summers. Yeah, yeah. Seems like everywhere. Got, he got like three AP awards. Yeah, he got one for best column, best sports feature, and for the double yeah. truck. Uh, yeah, like a couple seconds and a third, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. The Associated Press Awards. No yeah. hosting awards, though. I can't no. help but notice that. No, coming for that spot. Either way, we do. If you can avoid spoilers, good for you. Like I said, I've I've only found one useful tactic, and that is just to literally be in the dark on it all. I think there's people that are addicted to social media, and and they're probably gonna come across something here or there, and it, it sucks, but, you know, there's a way to maturely yeah. do it. I'm not defending the people who do tweet out spoilers. I think they're heathens <laughs> of this earth, but uh, there's a way to monitor and make sure what you're doing is not spoiled. We all have to wait sometimes for something, and you got to be careful and cautious what you're doing, where your footsteps fall before you uh, actually experience it. And a spoiler doesn't necessarily ruin everything. I mean, we waited to watch the rerun last night of Game of Thrones, the midnight showing, by then, I had already looked at Twitter because I was trying to get the Ask Tweet of the Week, and I had seen somebody yeah, tweet tw- about it. Twitter, so I, Twitter so ruined I, the ending. It wasn't, it, it wasn't exactly a spoiler, but I had a decent amount of information that I could piece together who did something very significant in that episode well, before it happened. But it doesn't, I don't know, spoilers don't really ruin it for me. I mean, I'm still there for the experience of watching it and seeing how that happened. Yeah. And, we, and we still have three episodes and four hours to go. Even though last night felt like kind of a conclusion to a heavy Game of Thrones storyline, there's still four more hours of content they're going to Well, fill. spoiler alert, we don't have much more time to talk about that because we're going to be back at it at the end of the episode. Our trifecta is surrounded around our favorite or what we believe to be the best movie series of all time. Um, I would say that one of these two gentlemen is going to say The Avengers, so spoiler alert on that one. I'm not so sure. Also on today's show... We have a fantastic interview with Michigan State University basketball players Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins, the two seniors who helped lead them to the Final Four just this past month. Helped lead you to the Final Four. Yes, me as well. Uh, followed them on out there, but uh, helped, helped lead the Spartans down to Minnesota for the Final Four. And uh, I got a chance to sit down with them last week for about 20 minutes when they came all the way up to northern Michigan into Manton for a little assembly and basketball clinic for the middle school and the high school students. They spent the whole day out there uh, with the community, and it was a really, really good time. They had a great message for high school athletes and young athletes all around. We talked a lot about perseverance, what it takes to be a college athlete, the rigors of academics after you get out of high school, and some other really interesting points that they bring up and how they have translated their basketball skills into life. Uh, We'll get into that later, but to start off with today, we are going to jump into the pulse Brought to you by Jimmy John's, with two locations in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's, freak yeah. For today's Pulse, we are going to do a spring sports update. We got a few different things across the board, but fellas, we're getting about close to the halfway point of the spring season. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, soccer's got about 10 games through there. Baseball, softball, getting through about 15, almost halfway through their schedule. Things are getting moving a lot quicker up here, and I think it's really starting to pay dividends for some of these teams. Just to start off with, guys, we'll, we'll start off on the soccer soccer route that I told you guys about. Uh, you and I had the pleasure of you know, going to see Traverse City Central and Traverse City West last week, and Jalen Dobovalski kind of uh, really surprised, not a surprise, but really showed up in that you game. Want, you want to talk about adjectives, Jalen Dobrovolsky did Jalen Dobrovolsky type things yes. in that game. Um Three goals, one assist as part of the 4 nothing win. That's, that's pretty impressive for a girl, a junior, who you know is basically playing like she was as a freshman when she was as dominant. And uh, really, Central had no answer. I mean, it was it was scoreless for a little while there, but then once West got, uh, was it 2 nothing lead at half? Yep. So they got those two, and then once they scored a third, kind of a little ways into the second half, it just kind of felt like the game was in a way over because Central just could not 
garner enough offense to really contend on the other end. It just was clearly evident who was going to win that game after a little while, and a lot of that is because of Jalen's play. Yeah, and I mean, Traverse City West winning the Big North last year, already off to a hot start. They are now 7-0-1, got another win over the weekend. Um, already, uh, I believe the tie Cadillac was 1-1 to is their tie, mm-hmm. uh, but they are looking good once again. They lost McKenna DeVries, which was the other side of that two-headed monster with Jalen last year, but... Can you, can you imagine how scary they would be if Maya Dean was playing this year? Yeah, and they, they lost Maya Dean. We haven't really talked about that. Uh, but she she went downstate to play club soccer. With Brett, Brett report on that when she did her recruit story. Yeah, but kind she, of the same route that Natalie Graf did for Travis City Liberty, you know, where she decided to take her senior year and go play travel soccer for big-time travel team. But I, man, no, honestly, if West I, had Maya Dean, that would just be insane. I, th- I think Maya Dean had something like 10 goals and 25 or 26 assists last season. So that type of facilitator in the middle is definitely missed. But they are still putting up three, four goals a game. They even even had a few 7-0 or 8-0 games already this season. Uh, do you guys think that TC West is the favorite for the Big North once again this year? It, I think they're not unquestionably. They're not unanimous. They're one. I think a lot's going to depend yeah. on what happens in that game that, in that, Cadillac. That second in a few Cadillac weeks. game will, yeah, will uh, kind of like decide everything. They're going to be the top tier teams, and whoever escapes with points in that one's going to look pretty, uh, pretty comfy after that that night's put through. All right, some other sports <clears> also <throat> underway this spring is lacrosse, and we've had a couple. Uh, we I think we've each seen a couple games uh, this season. Uh, I I got the chance to go out and see TC United play Petoskey. That was probably the game of the year in lacrosse. Yeah, that was that was really that was that they were down a weeks what, ago. Yeah, they were down seven to one at halftime and ended up rattling off seven straight goals in the second half and really completely dominated Petoskey. Only held them to I believe two shots in the second half uh, and came back and that was their first win on the year at that point and then uh, have since rattled off two more. Also took down Traverse City St. Francis uh, just this past weekend, which is a nice win. Yeah, I mean St. Francis has been off to a really good start and they you know dominated. Husky and Cadillac and the like, as well. So uh, that was a that was a big win for them. Yeah, I mean they, they're three and five as of right now, but I'm sure they got to have higher expectations now that they know that they can beat these types of teams. I mean, just getting into this season, uh, TC United, and then you talk about Traverse City St. Francis. I mean, which one of these teams do you guys think is gonna you know have the the better rest of the year? Well, it's always interesting with the United, their dynamic, because they are both schools, West and Central. They're kind of like the Bay Reps in a sense, where it's a co-op of guys that don't spend all day. I mean, half of them spend all day together, but then the other half, they're you know technically they're supposed to be rivals all year in every other sport, including springtime. But for this one situation, they're teammates, and it's the uh, the white and silver uniforms, the neutral colors, and it, it's got to be a little bit of a, a growing experience just to get those guys to gel. So I wonder if that's kind of behind you know, the slower start for them, and maybe if that's kind of what kickstarts things going into May here is their comfort level with each other now after working together for a few weeks. Yeah, and, and both teams, I think, had, uh, you know, some some slow issues at the beginning of the season because of playoff runs, of injuries. Uh, you know, uh, you know, St. Francis had a couple of injuries to key players early on, Evan McGee, Grant Buell, and stuff like that. Uh, a couple of guys who had some lingering football, basketball, Type stuff, but you know they've got a they got a huge part of their football team on this lacrosse <laughs> yeah. team. I mean, all huge. And they play part. at the same field, so there's. No, I was gonna say, yeah. Do you know who's really been showing up? We've talked about him as Henry Carroll. Yeah, Henry Carroll's been you know one of the best players around here, uh, from a statistical standpoint at least. I mean, yeah. he's been putting up goals all the time. You know, then they've got Evan McGee, yeah. Buell, you know, uh, PJ Carroll, the younger Carroll. Uh, They've just got a whole bunch of weapons. They've got a few more guys from the football team who came out this year, like Mitch Westman. You know, has been playing baseball they got some anymore. Of the he went to football. There too. Yeah, yeah. They got Caleb, Caleb Miller. Mm-hmm. Denewith has been a pretty regular contributor for them this year. I mean, so, and you know, the refs had that it's big a winning long playoff team. too. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, we definitely know that they have athletes. It's like you guys said. It's more about putting it together. I know when I when I talked to uh, Liberty Provost, you know, TC United's coach, he told me. I think it was more about gelling in the first few games, and re- like he's like you kind of just mentioned, it was more about them actually learning to play together and learning. It's only their second year doing that. exactly. So it's, it's a new still got to be kind of weird, yeah. And, and in re- in reality, it's a new program. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just for a new coach, a year in, I could imagine it took a whole year just to get the dynamic of West and Central coming together to even try and gel, let alone having the actual kids be able to do it. Yeah, and then, well, and then you had Liberty coach the team last year, and then he thought he was going to be moving out east and giving up the team 
you know, giving up coaching here, and then that didn't end up happening, and he stayed here. So I imagine that's a little bit of hiccup and, mm-hmm. and stuff too. When you expect that you're leaving, you're probably maybe not you're not doing the planning for this season as much, and uh, there may have been some some hiccups there. All right, next sport, baseball. We're gonna talk about Traverse City St. Francis. They are off to a hot start. Uh, we did just kind of touch on a couple of the guys from the fo- now, well, football team on the lacrosse team. Now some of the guys obviously from the football team coming out for baseball. I mean, Danny Passado, we've talked a lot about him, but I was looking at his stats from last week and was thinking about putting him up for Hall of Fame. I think he had 12 stolen bases last week. For a week? Yeah. Yeah, and, like five or six in one doubleheader. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, there was it was six. It was two two games of three stolen bases. I mean, that's just that's, that's crazy. But they're off to a he's 12. Tra- and, he's panning up. He knows Tobin's coming for him for the yeah. Athlete of the Year awards. There's... He's padding up the stats now. No, but they're out to a 12-2 and two start. The bats have been working. They've had stellar play from Keaton Peck and Callan Endress on the mound just on Saturday. Uh, back-to-back games with Reed City. Uh, they each threw a one-hitter. And Traverse City St. Francis ran away. I think it was 10-0 and 4-0. But they, they're, they're getting play from all over. I think they're probably the hottest team to start the year if we're talking about baseball. Do you guys think I'm, I'm off with that? Or do you guys see anybody else who's uh, really going to be able to step up here in the second half? Well, they got Boyne City, I think, this Thursday, May 2nd. I've been kind of checking. You guys hyped it up a couple weeks ago in your podcast, so I kind of looked ahead for that matchup. I think it's this Thursday at uh, C's at the middle school there. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be there to check that one out just to see what goes on because we're, we're thinking. That should be a big matchup. Boyne, Boyne Ethan Hills and the Travis one St. game in that conference that could like, really test them. Uh, will it? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I, I think that loss to Gladstone in the regional is definitely still sitting in a lot of their heads. I'm not saying what the end game will be for the St. Francis team, if they'll match the success of the team from two years ago or not and get all the way to the finals, but you got a feeling like there's something driving them that's that's uh, still way out there waiting to be obtained. It's not something that's going to be decided this week against Boynton City, but uh, it's something we'll have to wait and see how it unfolds. And It's obviously a lot of positive momentum they're working with. Yeah, and I think the other teams that we've got that can be right up in there too are uh, Gaylord St. Mary, obviously, in Division Four, and then you know Central and West. You see which one of them comes out of that district, and then we'll start off with if, that tomorrow. If if one of them comes out of that district, you know, because Alpena is usually pretty solid there too, um, but I, I would think that one of those two comes out of the district, and then see where they can go from there, because both of those teams have a lot of talent as well. Yeah, and we, we can kind of touch on that real quick. This week is actually the first installment of Traverse City West and Traverse City Central Baseball and Softball uh, coming up on Tuesday when our lovely Audible viewers will probably be listening to this episode. Yeah, between games. Yeah. Right. During games. Yeah. Well, you don't need to hear the umpire. You can see his hand go. Yeah. Just watch but, the scoreboard and get your earphones on. But Avoid spoilers. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's how you just keep headphones in. Put the, Let's like, just spoil what happened. We know what happens. I'm Doctor Strange. I went ahead in the future and saw who won. So let's put, just spoil it. But put, put AirPods in and just walk or through. Are, or are you Bran? Oh, well, if I'm Bran, then I'm just going to bail out when I'm needed most. For people who did watch the show. See, he's spoiling things. stuff as we're talking about spoilers. You're spoiling eh. it on air. Okay, anyway. Has anybody ever noticed that Bran never pushes his own wheelchair? It's always somebody else. It. Well, it's arms work. He's the... Red Raven, man. I know, but <laughs> gotta help him out. All right, I do gotta ask you guys this since we did have a big good segue before we got spoilers just snuck in the middle of the episode. Uh, Traverse City West, Traverse City uh, Central are playing each other tomorrow, both baseball and softball. We did do our softball preview show just last week, uh, so we did kind of talk at length about both uh, the Titans and the Trojans on the softball side, but. On the baseball side, it's been a little bit since we've talked about them. Traverse City West actually has had a pretty good start, too. I believe they only have four losses so far. I think they're 9-4. and four. Uh, Traverse City Central has rattled off a few, but they have hit some bumps in their downstate schedule. I, like you said, which one of these guys comes out of the district? I mean, I want a prediction from you so far this season. We're at the halfway point. Who do you think comes out of the district if it is West versus Central? This is before we've so seen them play is, each other. This isn't tom- Tuesday's Yeah, result. no, this, this is before is we this, Yeah, this is before we see them play each other this year. Or before I've seen either of them play. <laughs> I've seen West have some impressive performances in your guys' write-ups, but I can't help but notice that when I went to Central Signing Day, they had three guys signing, or maybe four guys signing four letter guys, of intent four guys signed. to play college ball. So there's a lot of talent on that side as well. I, I, I think it's a pretty hard decision to make. A Central appears to have... College-ready players, but that doesn't mean West can't beat them. Yeah, I think it all depends. Uh, if you're talking districts, it all depends on who has which pitchers going on what days. Yeah. I think Central's pitching staff might 
might be a little more top heavy. I mean, I don't know. Chance Ellsworth is maybe yeah. maybe the best pitcher in that group. Yeah, but from West. I mean, we saw but, what but, but, said. but but Central's got like three or four good starters. Yeah. So I, I think the pitching matchups the, go a long way to in that because because West has been splitting a lot of double headers. And they've changed the way the postseason is done this year, but I don't think that affects districts, right? That's still going to be it's a one-day dist- thing. It's yeah, after it's districts. Yeah. 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 They're, like, there's, doing a regional and a super regional or something. Yeah, there's basically – yeah, essentially. There's They're kind getting of, rid of quarterfinals. There's kind of a pre-regional day. So that doesn't affect districts. But either way. Back to our conversation. Either way. I, I would agree. I mean, they have uh, – Wes has Brendan Pierce, has a couple other guys over there who, who also were pretty good on the mound. I do think that I, from what I've seen so far, I think that West's offense is is a little bit better. Their bats are a little bit heavier. They they put in a little bit more runs. But I mean, we saw last year in the district what Sam Schmidt was able to do, shutting them down uh, in that game. And like you said, just it only, it only takes a good day uh, from one or two guys to change a baseball game. Uh-huh. All right, we got one Infinity more. and beyond. We got we got one more thing to talk about. Four. We are going back to soccer real quick. Elk Rapids soccer. They're off to a five and three start. A little bit slower than normal. Uh, they they lost to Traverse City St. Francis, which they was beat the first Cadillac time. on Friday, though. Yeah, exactly. So that was a nice win for them. So that was their, I think that was their first step that's a, upwards. That's uh, a team that's supposed to be a big North contender, and they got Boyne City, I think, tomorrow or what, this week, sometime this week. So if if they can find a way to, uh, I'm sure Boyne City's favorited in that matchup based on how much they return. But if the Elks can even force a tie in that matchup, that's almost going to feel like a win based on how Boyne City's playing. So they're they're getting better at the right time. Yeah, no, and I think that's what it is. Is I think. I think we, we know that they get better at the right time all the time. Three straight regional appearance, uh, final appearances. Do you guys think that this is the normal trajectory, that, that it's going to work out the kinks? And then, I mean, having Drew Ancliffe and Ned is going to keep you in a game yeah, at, at any at any point, I believe. And, I mean, I was watching when I saw them play St. Francis. I mean, Kendall Brown is very physical on the basketball court, changes nothing when it comes to soccer. One kick from her can move the ball yeah. halfway down the field. Yeah, so. yeah. And, yeah you've, got, you've got Neuker up front. On them mm-hmm. scoring a lot of goals, and and then Kendall Brown is that playmaking midfielder like we were talking about. Maya Dean was uh-huh. for TC West for a long time, and those two give them a you know a nice punch there in the offense. You know, and then you've got another a bunch of other pieces. You know, Hancliffe obviously in goal, mm-hmm. Olivia Travis. You know, I I think they're a team that's that's poised for another pretty decent run this season. Yeah, a slow start aside, I would definitely agree. I mean, I I don't see anything different. I know. <laughs> Coach Krakow is going to be just as just as intense and just on top of him as she was at the beginning of the season. And she's going to have a whole bag of suckers on the sideline. Yeah, waiting <laughs> for anybody who watches Coach Krakow. Well, they're one of those teams. I think it was uh, Mike Thompson from Frankfurt Softball was saying, you know, after last week after he called in a game, you know, he's like, well, now we're done with playing all the big teams because <laughs> they had loaded up their schedule in the early season playing yeah. all these playing up. Two, three classes sometimes playing some B and A teams, which is funny because they have big teams in their conference too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I think Elk Rapids is kind of in the same boat. You know, they loaded up their schedule early yeah. and played a lot of bigger, a lot of bigger schools, and now it's going to be playing more schools your size. And when they get in those Division three playoffs, it's going to be be like swinging a fungo bat. <laughs> oh man, I you got one of those? Man, I haven't swung a fungo in a long time. But I know what we're doing this weekend, <laughs> right? That is uh, that's going to do it for the pulse. Brought to you by Jimmy John's. With two locations in Traverse City, order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. That is going to lead us into our interview with Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins, the Michigan State Spartan basketball. I had a chance to sit down with Matt and Kenny when they were out at Manton High School last Monday for an assembly and a basketball clinic with the middle and high school kids. Uh, they did a about an hour-long presentation talking to the kids, and I had a chance to sit down with them and speak with them about what their attitude was and their mission along with their future plans and what they took from their college experience and even some retrospective questions about what it was like to be a high school student when they were there. So I really think everybody will enjoy this interview. They have some very, very good points. You will have to bear with us as uh, I, I have to be honest, I did not introduce them or, or thank them on tape beforehand. So you will hear the voice of Kenny Goins first uh, and then lead into Matt McQuaid. But without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I mean, you guys, you kind of chosen this then. You guys had a little uh, thing. I know you guys have done different stops along the way. I mean, what does it mean to do it in such a small community um, and, you know, with kids that, I guess, you guys really get a, a personal touch with uh, so, so little kids? Yeah, I think, like, the, the feedback from the kids today has been phenomenal, really. And I'm, I'm sure it's because they probably don't get the most visitors up here, but um, I got family all through the state of Michigan, all the way up to Sault Ste. Marie and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not completely foreign territory for me. And, like I said, I, I doubt a lot of people come around here. So the fact that we were able to like have this opportunity to actually come out here, it, we're honored really to just be here. Of course. Now, now, what does it mean to you guys to kind of make an impact on these kids and be able to tell them your story? I mean, you guys, both you come all the way from Texas. I know you were just a walk-on. I mean, kind of interesting stories. How, how do you guys feel about the impact you can make on these kids? Uh, yeah, it's crazy to think about, you know, um, we've, uh, we've been through a lot through our careers and uh, people before us that have paved the way and people coming to talk to us at schools when we were in school, you know, it's crazy to think that we're doing that now and just, like we said, just sharing our stories, what our adversities and how we overcame them and, you know, just it's more than basketball and what you can be a good person on and off the court and uh, just talking about respect and stuff like that, you know, just the important things and the little things that matter. Hopefully leave it just an impression on them, you know, if, if we can if they can take away anything from us, you know, it was a successful trip for us. Okay, awesome. So what, what do you guys take from your guys' experience with MSU basketball and kind of put into this stuff? What do you guys kind of tell kids? You know, I, that, that's a bit more rigorous than a lot of these kids will go through. Um, what do you tell them and how to deal with that? Yeah, I mean, we talked about, you know, school and the social life and the basketball part of it, you know, and just taking care of all three and doing the best you can. And, you know, uh, life is more than just sports or whatever hobbies you do. You got to you got to treat people well because, uh, I mean, that can take you a long way and just being respectful and just uh, trust and, you know, just integrity and uh, a bunch of little things like that that we learned at our time at Michigan State, just trying to share that with them. Yeah, we really just try to relate it back to stuff that they can, they, that they will go through in their life with social life and academic stuff like that, being a good person, because we learned a lot more about just characteristics, uh, personality traits and stuff than just basketball in college. And, being able to just try and relate that back to Fortnite or something yeah. like that, that they'll, they'll understand, yeah. you know, we try to do that. And I mean, you guys are still pretty close in age with some of these kids, they're you know, seniors <laughs> only a few years out. I mean, what, what does it mean that, you know, all these kids are looking up to you guys for advice, you know, and I mean, you, you guys aren't too far away from them. Yeah, I think uh, I think the biggest thing is the fact that we, we probably had someone talk like this, but again, you know, they're not going to retain everything we say, so if they can retain just like the slightest bit of information and something that'll help them in the next couple of years, especially going to college and going away from here or something, it will help them at the end of the day if they just listen. And, you know, I think we could do a better job than even their teachers because yeah. no one wants to listen to a teacher really, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, just uh, like Kenny said, just trying to relate, uh, just try and share a story with them to see if they have some of the same stories or have gone through some of the same things and just how you can attack uh, different problems and, you know, uh, um, you know, and just try help them try and be successful and, uh, you know, maybe even help them learn something new. Okay, awesome. So now you guys had to be those senior leaders on, on the team this past year, and obviously I'm sure you guys learned quite a bit over that last year being those two guys. I mean, what, what, what about being a leader on a Big Ten basketball team? Um, can you translate into these kids and, and try to get them to learn? Um, I think one of the main things is just sacrifice, you know. Um, you got to be able to sacrifice a lot of time off the court to put more in, on the court and just uh, your role. You know, you can't do certain things that other guys can being a leader. You know, you got to set the right example, not only uh, by doing it, not just doing it by example, but also vocally. You know, that's really important. And I think me and Kenny both learned, you know, how to hold uh, our friends and teammates accountable a lot better this year, just vocally. and. Uh, you know, really uh, pushing each other to get better every day and, uh, you know, just making the run we did and doing it together, you know, it was, uh, it was great and we wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. You know, we could talk about just that run a little bit. I mean, the experience that you guys had, um, got there as your senior year, I know, I know that's probably what you guys were searching for. Um, when you guys set lofty goals like that, and, you know, as a program, I'm sure Coach Izzo has some pretty lofty goals for you guys. When you guys look at those, how do you go about achieving those and how can you kind of get high school kids to look at the bigger picture and say, hey, I can actually make it there. Yeah, I think uh, what we preach all the time, especially Coach Izzo, is like, put your put your dreams as high as, like, higher than what you expect you can make, because a lot of times people set their expectations really low, so we, he, we always said, like, dream as big as you can, and no one really actually does that, but if you actually put your dreams to that level, 
then you realize how much there actually is. You start to realize how big the gap is, what you actually need to do. And I think for us, why we were so successful at it was we took it one game at a time. We weren't looking forward, especially in the tournament. It's not like anyone automatically was like, oh, we're going to make it to a Final Four. It was We took it one game at a time, one possession at a time, every second. And it was just like, we got to get better than we did the day before, the play before. It was just we kept learning. If we faltered, we tried to move on and yeah. learn from it. It, it was just keep moving forward, but always learning and improving. Well, that sounds like a pretty common theme that I get from even high school coaches. Everybody's just trying to go one game at a time. Yeah. Now, um, speaking about high school coaches, I mean, some of these kids, you know, they, they think they have it hard or, you know, they have a, a tough-nosed coach who's really, but, I mean, you guys have been through Coach Izzo and, I mean, plenty of other coaches, I'm sure. How, how do you go about dealing, you know, with a tough-nosed coach and somebody who really is trying to just improve you but, you know, might, might do it by getting into your skin? Yeah, I mean, um, Coach is a tough coach, but at the same time, you know, like, uh, he's a, I mean, you saw when Kyle Arns went down, he was tearing up, you know, he cares a lot about his players. We're like his family to him. We're family to him, and he's family to us. You know, he builds relations. He takes time out of his day and tells us to come in his office whenever and just builds relationships with us every day when you step foot on campus. And, you know, he has a big impact on everybody on the team, and for the, um, he will for the rest of our lives. And, you know, we all love him, and he loves us, and he's going to push us to be the best we can be. Yeah, I think the best thing for people that think they have it tough is, um, especially in it, you don't see how they feel about you or what they want for you. And at the end of the day, no one goes into teaching, no one goes into coaching, no one goes into a mentorship like that thinking, oh, I'm going to ruin this kid's life or mm -hmm. I'm going to make this kid worse than when I got him. Everyone does that to improve someone else's life, to help all the people that are under them get to this next level, reach their dreams, whatever, like get to these goals. So in it, you, you never see it, but coming out of it, you got to know that they did it for you. It was all for your progress. It wasn't for their personal gain. You guys, I, I don't. They, they talked about this after the fact, but you know, coaches are always getting people to the final four. You guys finally got there as your senior year. Um, coming in, was that an expectation um, when you guys, you know, got into the program? And how do you deal with those expectations? Or expectations you may have as an athlete in general as you're, you know, going up the ramp. I mean, that's why you go to a place like Michigan State is for that opportunity. You know. Uh, we get you got the opportunity every year to make the final four with a coach like Coach Izzo and the uh, players he puts around you like Kenny, you know. And uh, the way we push each other every day, and the way Coach pushes us to just be the best we can—that's what we strive for. And uh, I mean, pressure is. Uh, coach says if you don't like pressure, don't come here. And I feel like as a player, you know, if if you put in the work like uh, Coach Izzo tells you to, and all the other things, you shouldn't feel pressure. You should feel confident and ready for the situation that it, for any situation that. Uh, um, comes upon you. I think you'll still feel the pressure, but like you said, you should be confident if, you, if you're taking the time to do what you need to do. And, uh, you know, pressure makes, without pressure, there are no diamonds, you know. With, with pressure becomes great opportunity. So um, we all came in with that, that opportunity to make it to a final four. And we all, like, you kind of go here thinking, you know, expecting yourself to get yourself to a final four. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's just going to be handed to me. So, um, I think it's just kind of something that makes us strive and work harder each and every day, especially like if you don't make it there next year. Like as a freshman yeah. sophomore, you're just like, next year I got to go harder then. Now, uh, what, what, what was that experience like for you guys getting out of the Final Four, and what have you guys taken from that now and kind of pushing forward into the rest of your life? Yeah, it's kind of been, it was kind of like a dream almost, you know, after we won. I was like going home and I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, we're, we're preparing for a Final Four, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, when we got there, you know, I was just taking it all in, soaking it every moment. The time we got to spend with our families was really special and each other. And, uh, I mean, it's playing on that stage is crazy, and it's something I'll never forget. You know, playing in front of 70 to 80,000 people, uh, that's, that's, a life t that's a lifelong memory, and uh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I think uh, same thing he said, but I guess with Mike moving forward with that, you know, we're just never going to be able to have a, a challenge like that again with, uh, you know, everyone watching, all these people on top of you. Uh, you know, the opportunity was there throughout the entire tournament. You know, we seized the opportunity for sure. But moving forward, you know, we might never play in front of a crowd like that again. Probably won't because that's a big crowd. But, um, you know, now, now everything else kind of would seem minuscule. Like if we tackled that, yeah. it seems like 
we, we should be confident enough moving forward that we can take on really anything. Yeah, kind of get rid of the stage fright of anything. Right. I mean, that, that's probably twice the size of any NBA stadium. Oh, yeah. Or five times the size of any European stadium yeah, or anything. Kenny, Kenny played in the Final Four. He was redshirt freshman. Year. Well, he didn't play. My he was, red shirt, yeah, yeah he, right, when he was redshirting, and he was telling us about when they were practicing, like uh, warning us about the depth per, uh, perception. Oh, yeah? Because you go out there. There's it's just... Like, it's, pushed back so it looks like you're probably like shooting free throws from half court i couldn't imagine there's no walls no nothing to yeah. look at and yeah. there's no people no bands no nothing also glass so it's just like yeah <laughs> and you're raised like three feet off so there's literally no boundaries around mm -hmm. you do you guys ever worry about falling off the court no no I, I, it was minnesota it's way worse really yeah. it was pretty Close wide okay longer i feel like yeah. minnesota's got like maybe four feet and then you're off the edge of the court <laughs> okay okay now um now I, I mean we were trying to talk about this and you said you know, don't know if you ever play in front of a big act, that big of a crowd again. I mean, it's in a football stadium, but I mean, what are you guys' plans now? Um, you guys, you guys trying to do NBA? You guys looking to go overseas, or are we looking into the job sphere, trying to do stuff like this, community outreach? What's going on with you guys now? Yeah, we're both just uh, trying to pursue our ba basketball careers still right now, our professional careers. Uh, we're just getting ready for you know the summer and uh, you know the opportunities that come, and just getting ready for them. Yeah, um, like you said, hopefully pursue a basketball career. Um, at some level, you know, NBA, G League, overseas, whatever it might be. Um, you know, right now we got our bodies and it only lasts you for so long in your, in your lifetime. So we might as well pursue it now and then we'll, we'll look for real jobs later. Yeah, no, I can understand that definitely. Now, um, another big one I wanted to ask you guys, uh, you know, what what do you what type of advice could you give kids who are going into college? Um, you know, especially I know you started off as a walk on, uh, you moved across the country, so you know once again kind of kind of a different situation where you toss yourself into the fire. Um, a lot of these kids are going to be doing the same thing, going places they don't know, people they don't you know places they haven't been, people they don't know. Um, what type of advice could you give the high school kids? You know, moving just right here out of high school. Uh, I mean, one thing I would give advice to is just. Uh you know, just finding a friend with the same goals as you, somebody that will push you every day to be a better person, whether it's sports, band, or just school academics, you know, um, that's just important. Like with Kenny and me, you know, we would always drag each other to the gym or he would help me in school or, you know, just different things. We always, I always knew I could go to him for something or he could go to me. And at the same time, we would just hold each other accountable. And, uh, you know, I feel like it really helped us. Yeah, I, th I think that's big. I also think, uh... You know, just trying to be out there. A lot of people get nervous, uh, get, you know, closed in, shy uh, when they go away and are in uncomfortable situations. And I would just say put yourself out there because not everyone's going to like you. Um, no matter what you do, if you're out there, if you're, like, with, like introverted, mm -hmm. not everyone's going to like you. But if you put yourself out there, you're going to find someone that's similar to you, has a similar interest to you, and that's how friendships start. And um, you never know where it could end up going. Like, that could be a lifetime friend that you missed out now, now, this is kind of like a community service type of thing, you know, or just outreach. What do you guys as, as just people, as human beings, take from this when you see the smiles on the kids' faces or, or even, I mean, I'm sure you just see how, how excited the faculty is just to meet you guys. What do you guys take from this as a person? Oh, it's, it means a lot, you know. It's like, man, I can't believe I have this kind of impact on people. And it's, a, it's great when you know you can put a smile on somebody's face, whether it's an adult or a kid, you know, it's... It's great, and that's why we just wanted to take advantage of this opportunity and just reach out and, uh, you know, talk to these kids and uh, take pictures with them because, uh, I mean, somebody paved the way for us, and uh, they would take the time and take pictures and talk to us and, you know, kind of feel like we owe respects to that. Yeah, I think we, we both had opportunities to meet with uh, someone like this at one point in our lives, so to, to be able to do it, especially in an area like this where, again, I don't think there's a lot of people coming mm -hmm. through this area. Um, it just means the world to us. It's very humbling. It's it's a great experience just for us to give back, experience that joy that we get to see, and and again, hopefully they get to take something away from this, whether it's just remembering that we came, mm -hmm. like not remembering anything we said, just yeah. remembering us. It, it, I'm sure it'll brighten up, you know, the next couple months for them or something like that. Now, uh, could you, uh, we talked a little about you guys and and how you've seen some of the people um, talk. I mean, put yourself in their shoes right now. You know, like five years ago when you guys were just about to graduate high school, would you guys ever dream this is where you would be doing this stuff right now after after all that's gone on? Probably not, you know, uh, I wasn't that really good at uh, public speaking when I was in <laughs> high school. I feel like I've came a long way, gotten more open ever since I've been in college. Um, 
and uh, to to be able to be doing this right now with Kenny and uh, after all the years in Michigan State and in high school, you know, this is crazy to think that we're here and doing this and having an impact on people's lives. Uh, if I'm honest, I probably could have saw myself doing this. I was I was a big volunteer worker in high school. My sister got me into it and stuff, but um, by no means did I think that we would have this type of impact on kids, faculty members, like the whole, really, it's mm -hmm. like the whole community. We were out there at the restaurant, they're all like excited that we're there. It's, I just didn't ever see ourselves having that type of just kind of carry over, yeah. like just that weight to our name, really. Now, uh, you guys obviously get the chance now to down the green and white the rest of your life, and, and I know that Coach has done a lot to you know push you guys uh, out into the community. What does it mean to be able to represent Michigan State University in front of you know a bunch of kids across the state and be able to you know talk to them about what it's been like, especially in you know your guys' situation? Uh, it means a lot, you know. Uh, once you wear them the colors once, you got them for life. You know, uh, we're proud to be Spartans and uh, go through this program with coaches, all the coaches and all the teammates that came through with us. And, uh, you know, opportunities like these are great and to give back. And, uh, you know, that's a big reason. To be, that's a big uh, thing that when you're a Spartan, you know, you always want to handle yourself good and, uh, you know, just share your story and try and impact others' lives because it's bigger than basketball at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say, like, kind of the same thing. And I think it's a big thing. Coaches always pushed it, too. Um, you know, he, did, he didn't come from much. None of us really came from... He came from up here. He came in the UP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, none of yeah. us came from Silver Spoon. Yeah. Like, we all worked our way to get there. And all of us, like I said, just the fact that we have this opportunity now, coaches are just the fact that he has that opportunity now. He does probably more uh, philanthropic work. He, he does more than that than anyone I really know. And it's, it's, it's just, like I said, it's really humbling for you to have that opportunity to give back. Now just, just one more thing, guys. If, if you could tell kids or people um, one thing that you guys take directly from the basketball court and put into your lives, uh, what would it be? One, one thing that you are always doing on the basketball court that you, you routinely fall back on? Hard work speeds talent at the end of the day. That's one thing we yeah. took away. You know, just the work you put in is what you're going to get. And, uh, I mean, you can't sugarcoat it. What you what you put in is what you get, and uh, you know that's that's life. That's not just basketball. You got to keep putting in the work, putting in the time, and you know you got to pay your dues, and then it'll show. It'll show at the end of the day. Whatever you put in, you're gonna get out. A huge thank you to Michigan State's Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins for sitting down and taking some time out of their day in Manton with me. And thanks to head basketball coach Ryan Hiller for setting that whole thing up and uh, making sure I had some time to sit down with them and chat with them. Uh, it was very nice to do that. And I'm sure I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I thought it, I thought it was very good. But that interview was sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's, freaky yeah. We are going to do a little switch up this week, and we're going to move the Hall of Fame up in the episode to come right after the interview. Uh, we're going to induct one more person into the most prestigious and most exclusive club in northern Michigan, the Get Around Hall of Fame. We have three great candidates for Player of the Week once again this, this week. On episode 79, fellas, I'll let you guys start off first. Who impressed you uh, here in this last week of April? I'm going to go back to the interview for just one second mm. and say that they came up one game short of being in the end game so that then we can link everything in this podcast segment. to Game of Thrones or Marvel. Boom. You sit on a throne of lies. Anyways. But when they beat Duke, the battle for winter fell. Mm. Oh, Although my that God, was, that you guys, we have high school sports to talk about. Who is they your were all athlete? watching anyway. Who is your athlete of the week? Uh, I'm going golf. Brendan Goen, uh, this kid from Gaylord, is a phenomenal golfer. He was all-state, top 10 a year ago in the Division II state finals. Uh, the Traverse City tee-off moved to Crystal Mountain this year. They usually have it at the resort. Uh, that didn't seem to bother going too much. He still led wire-to-wire. -wire. Winning this one with a 158 and, what, 22 teams were in that, yep, Jake? 22. Something like that. So downstate teams, upstate teams. All over. Uh, unfortunately, none of our area teams came away with the victory, but going kind of dominated individually. So I, in my opinion, that's at least worthy of a nomination, if not the outright victory. 
What say you? I'm going to put up Traverse City Central catcher Heidi Walters. She, uh, in, a, in, a, in a sweep of Cadillac in Big North Conference play this week, she was 8 for 9 hitting with two doubles, a home run, and nine RBIs. Yeah, that's not, a, not a bad afternoon's work. I was going to say, like that's it. a good five, uh, five or so hours. Oh, I'm work. trying to figure yeah. out what would be harder for me to do, a 158 at Crystal Mountain or that. A 158 at Crystal Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I don't know, eight for nine? I, 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 think, I, I think I'm that good at softball. three extra base hits? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, I, I'm, I think I've played enough baseball and hit enough, I don't know, I've hit enough golf balls and I ain't no good, so. <laughs> All right. But Lily Briggs also had a good doubleheader that day, so we're going to give the get-around bump to both of those. Hopefully. We're going to say they got the get-around bump because we mentioned Heidi Walters last week as well. Yeah, in our, in our softball preview, we did bring up quite, a, quite at length about some of their skills in that, rot- or in that lineup. Uh, my 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 nomination for athlete of the week is going to be somebody who was aforementioned in this show, Traverse City West junior Dalen Dobrovolsky. She had three goals and an assist in that game against Traverse City Central, as we mentioned earlier. A uh, goal against Gaylord later in the week, and then capped off her week on Saturday at the Spring Cup with three more goals and an assist, so totaling seven goals and two assists uh, last week, leading. With three wins and a tie. So, who you guys got? I'll let you guys go first. I'm sticking with going, man. Get going with the going's good. He battled some elements, too. When I talked to Traverse City Central coach Lois McManus, she told me that she literally prefaced the scores by saying, we were out in hurricane force winds today. She said it affected everybody and people. Yeah, his score. I, I I looked at his scores. I'm sure they weren't his best of all no, time. I mean, they wow. were they were high. They were high scores throughout the weekend, but he still shot. I think it was 78. I think he's proven though that if he's not the best golf, he, he's definitely one of the best, if not the best golfer up here. And then to do that against teams up here and downstate, I just I think over two and days I, of rough weather, I think it dictates uh, him getting the. The nomination here, right, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, there was some guys straight on his heels. He had one fifty eight. There was somebody with a one fifty nine and one sixty one. Yeah, he had a, a teammate like a couple strokes behind him yeah, too, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Gaylord Gaylord finished seventh overall as a team. Yeah, I'll go with Brendan as well. I mean, that's just impressive in that weather. You know, when I talked to to Lois, she was saying, I I just came home and I put a robe on over top of my clothes that I, she already had on because she said it was just so cold at that at that tournament all day. Um, so to play that well in those conditions and to play golf that well for that long yeah i usually lose I mean, like 10 15 strokes in the cold i i usually lose 10 or 15 strokes in the warm so <laughs> I, it's well, just, I, me in the warm. I just lose 10 or 15 strokes anytime and, i play yeah. golf. no but that that's the other part yeah. that i'll bring up I'm, I'm also going to vote for brendan uh, it was already going to go in but we will make it unanimous this early in the season is another thing too they had this the biggest golf tournament they've been at probably the most pressure uh, yeah, they probably had the least of golf and maybe tennis. They've yeah. had the least competitions of the year. Yeah, so it's far. only they're only maybe maybe some of these teams might have three, four uh, events under their belt so far. But to come out and shoot sub eighty uh, both days, actually I think it was seventy eight eighty one is what mm-hmm. he shot. Yeah, uh, but to keep his score under sub eighty in those conditions in such an early season tournament is definitely impre- impressive. So, congratulations, Brendan. Welcome to the Get Around Hall of Fame. Uh, for episode 79, Gaylord's lead golfer who may be taking over for Thomas Hersey as the top area or northern Mi- boys golfer in northern Michigan. He's the one that keeps popping up at all these events, so until you beat him, join him. Is he, is he, is he the Thanos of... Thanos? Thanos. I don't see. That's how much tells you. Does he have all the golf is infinity he, stuff? Yeah, he's he's, a, is he the Thanos he's of got northern Michigan? Golf. Golf. He's got a gauntlet on his glove hand. <laughs> he's got different, he's got different uh, ball markers on yeah. each knuckle. Yeah, different yeah. Size, on his golf ball, glove. The... The uh, time ball, the mind ball, and now we have now managed we, to. Now he has the whole fame right. ball. That's going to bring us into our next segment, another fun segment on our show, the Ath Tweet of the Week. James and Harrison, the Twitter Twitter bugs or Twitter birds, whatever you want to call it, had their fingers working over the weekend, and obviously, what a, spoiler alert, we got some tweets that have to deal with Endgame and Game of Thrones, I think, or something around those lines, but. As always, we bring some fun tweets from athletes and coaches and people associated in the area. In the area, so James, who do you have for us this week? And Harrison might even have a bonus tweet for us. Yeah, we're gonna have kind of two this week because they're both you know or four. Essentially, yes. Um, 
Yeah, one was from earlier this week. It was from Luke Reed, uh, former Benzie Central uh, cross-country and track athlete, um, currently running at Alma College. But uh, he said that anyone who gives endgame spoilers, then we're going to be throwing hands. I think and he, that's true. Yeah, as we brought up at the top of the show, I think that, that was a pretty universal sentiment. Uh, you're going to get your butt whooped if you blow this for everybody in the first like 24 to 48 hours. Luckily, he wasn't watching, standing in line in uh, Asia at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that could have happened anywhere. That was just the wrong guy doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I mean, what is your motivation in doing that? Just Literally ruining your... it for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. What, what bad day did you have to feel like that was the best way to finish it off? All righty, what's next? Brandon Huggard from uh, Traverse City St. Francis, defensive back, says uh, Game of Thrones is greater than MCU in Marvel Comics Universe. For those who do And it's know. not close. You know, followed by three shrugging shoulders emojis. To which another St. Francis defensive back, George Maggie, said, if there was a dislike button on Twitter, I would click it with authority. To which another St. Francis defensive back, Artie Dykman, said, I might be with hugs on this one. Huge debate. What are they gonna? How could they ever play together again? Marvel they don't and, even know what Marvel movie or Game TV of Thrones is better. Dividing the Traverse City St. Francis defensive houses. secondary. Is this not apples to oranges though? Kind of. You sorta. can debate it. I mean, TV movies. So Brendan Queeley and I watched both together this weekend. It's apples to oranges, and just in the fact that they're both delicious. Well, Brendan and I, Brendan Queeley and I watched both together this weekend. And I asked him afterwards, I'm like, well, what'd you like better? The, the episode? I mean, we're comparing an episode to a movie, so that's kind of tough. But he chose the episode, and I chose the movie because it wrapped everything up. So we still have three more episodes of Game of Thrones to go here. So it's a worthy debate. I think it depends on which series or installments of uh, movies or shows you have more invested in. That's probably what you're going to vote for. Anyways. Yeah, that can bring us into our trifecta. I mean, I guess we're not going to bring shows into this, but... With after Game of Thrones, with yeah, I guess, but with the conclusion of the Avengers movie series, twenty two movies, kind of like the twenty two teams in the TCT off, there was only one remaining, like Brendan Gawn. But this series has ended, just like many others that have. I mean, mean, Star Wars has. Well, Star Wars is on its way uh, to close up the trilogy. Just came or the trilogy, but the the long drawn out the next trilogy yeah the long drawn out series that is the the main storyline of star wars they just put out a trailer for that about two weeks ago uh so there's there's another one coming to an end i mean we we've seen the lord of the rings extend out into the hobbit and such like that but and now a tv show but we've all been we've all been through some heartbreaking ends to you have matrix on here that you love yeah that's another one i don't know if that's worthy of being it's just best of all these are just these are just Things Godfather? to get your brain Back to the flowing. Future. There you go. These are just things to get your Jaws? brain flowing. <laughs> now, my, my question I pose to our, our listeners. Hard. The question I pose to our listeners and James and Can't Harrison. Can't count Christmas movies. <laughs> no, you Anyways, what's the, what's the best movie series uh, of all time? It could still be running, but I've, I'm looking at the ones now that have basically ended. Uh, I mean, we could count Star Wars, I guess, but I kind of need to see what happens at what's this your, point. You go first. What's your vote? I'm so torn on this. I didn't have enough time to think Okay, this out. I'll go first. God, you guys are terrible. It should just come to you. You don't even have to really think about it. You just figure it out in your head. What's the one you couldn't live without? It's like finding your true love of a movie series. And I just didn't want to pick it because I thought maybe you guys would. But I Does mean, Avengers include all the Marvel movies? Yeah, yeah, that's like the Marvel. All the Marvel universe. universe. So it includes I mean, like guess, Deadpool like and Marvel. All that. Yeah, and that's like well, the, that's no, not no, the Marvel no, no, universe. No. It'd be like that. that Deadpool is Marvel. That not straight universe. line, like. That pulls its own timeline. Yeah, I'm talking about like the straight line series, like you know when you go through Lord of the Rings or you go through Star Wars. Of course, it may they may not have put them out in a straight line, but there is a clear beginning and a clear end. I'll break it down for you like this. But I'm going to get nerdy and say like we had talked about before the thing that they established in the Deadpool movie that it's in the same timeline because at the end of Deadpool they're fighting on an Avengers, a crashed Avengers. Helicarrier. But that's just a coincidental Easter egg. The Avengers storyline has nothing to do with what they're doing. Okay. Well, I'm 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 wrapping Deadpool into it. Is what I'm saying, which is not you don't need. Okay, you already got 22 movies. You don't need to wrap in on two more. You just take 22. You don't need. <laughs> he's any also more. not an Avenger. There's no way like he's in, in the Avengers right now, at least maybe in the. Comics. That's why I said we're just doing Avengers. Are we doing the whole Marvel comic universe? No, it's not the whole Marvel comic universe. Well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is different. That's a than universe. Deadpool. I'm looking for a series. Anyway. Okay. So at the start of the year, I was looking forward to a bunch of things. I even went to the level of ranking them of anticipation for movies and TV shows. Number five is the new It movie, because I thought It 1 was fantastic. 
know, whatever. Number four, Stranger Things Season 3. I mean, who's not looking forward to that? Number three was going to be Endgame. And I was eagerly anticipating how they were going to wrap up the entire saga of what they were doing with all these guys. Number two is going to be the final Game of Thrones season. And you can probably figure out what number one was. That's right. Aladdin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Star Wars has to be it. it. I mean, Back to the Future is personally always going to be one of my favorite series, but Star Wars, since I was a kid, just like you guys have mentioned on past episodes, it's been so important, and, and just every, a lot of people hated Last Jedi. I really liked Last Jedi, so I'm hoping some of that momentum rolls forward, although I realize they're different directors. I don't know, though, seeing Ray do a backflip over a little TIE fighter or Tatooine or wherever they were in that trailer has got me pretty hyped up. I don't know what they're going to do with the Emperor. I hope he doesn't come back to real life because that would be a cop-out. But I, I've never been more anticipating a movie now here in this modern era that we live in than uh, this final movie here to that last trilogy. So it would have to be Star Wars for me. Yeah, with me it's close between Avengers and Star Wars. But yeah, Star Wars for me just goes back farther. I mean, I I saw the first Star Wars movie when I was a little kid. Yeah. And yeah, well, I have the, a man of a massive us, collection of Star of Wars stuff at home. Three yeah. decades apart in Star Wars lore. Have you seen sense. Have you seen James's Star Wars collection? Have I been to his house? And yeah, the majority shop, of yeah. it isn't even the majority of it isn't even out. There's I, an I, attic full of stuff that's still in just I in a box. Don't doubt in that the, whatsoever. What he's not saying though is after he watches the movie tonight, he's gonna go buy a bunch of Iron Man figurines, Captain Americas, and Thors. You know, just hoard all those. Maybe got some Guardians of the Galaxy movie. stuff. But you know, so I I found a I found a 1977 Tie Fighter at an estate sale for five bucks the other day. Still in their package. No, oh, no, man. it's outside the package. But uh, stop talking of packages here. <laughs> uh, my, uh, I, I have to agree with you guys. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to be unanimous. As I, I, I asked this question thinking one of you guys might go the other way. Well, keep in mind, Avengers is recent. This I know. whole is the last ten years for this oh, yeah. grouping. But hey, like we just, I mean, I mean, you did say Star Wars. Obviously, The Force Awakens was was pretty close to the top and the highest grossing ever, but with Endgame already going to be moving up the list here. If Endgame doesn't end up being the highest grossing movie, Avatar is some... <laughs> Any of you people who are still heavy Avatar supporters, I want to know why. I, don't I get think in they're... the moment, and because it was 3D, it was a big deal and visually amazing, and it made a lot of money, but I still don't get how it got to number one overall... And I want to meet the person who owns it, who watches it once a year, and still raves about it. No, see, that's like the that's like the Shazam movie uh, with the genie that never existed with Sinbad. Um, Nobody actually owns. Don't worry about it. Shazam, the superhero movie that just came out. No, don't worry about it. Kazam. No. With Shaq? You have no idea what's going on here. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, you and Brett got into a big discussion. Yeah, don't worry about it. Slash argument. Don't worry about, about it. About this. Anyway, a week ago. Just like that, I don't think anybody actually owns a hard copy of Avatar. It's just like floating in the universe somewhere. I hope you don't. Yeah. That's a, Again, I mean, that back to my point. How is that the highest grossing move of all time if nobody talks about well, it? Well, that's anymore? why. People it's talk because, about Titanic. Because that's what happened is that Avengers. every People single person saw it in movie theaters and then nobody ever talked about it again. Yeah, I would rather see the band Avatar than the movie Avatar any day of the week. I would rather see give me the, some Swedish heavy metal. Good show. Uh, isn't that movie with Keanu Reeves called Rush, where they're in the bus? Speed. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about the video game from N64. Speed. No Rush. Uh, <coughs> but yeah. I didn't think we were going to be There's a sequel to that, Speed 2 Cruise Control. You could throw that. In I've the seen that, right? And I was thinking, when I was getting that, we got him, I was like, what about Lethal Weapon? Or, uh, those aren't bad, no, but they're, but they're, they're not gonna touch. I think my top three would have to be, and I want to put Back to the Future in there, but it's so small scale compared to Star Wars number one, Lord of the Rings number two, and Avengers number three. Avengers is very good, but at the same time, I'm not a huge fan of the Avengers movies when they're on their own. Like, yeah. I went to see the first Avengers because, like, oh, cool, there's they're all together, this could be kind of fun, and I was blown away. They did exactly what I, I wanted to do and made it a little conflict-oriented, and then they all came together to beat the big bad guy, and it was just neat to see a dream team, and now they've since combined that dream team, like, doubled, tripled, quadrupled it. Well, mm-hmm. you'll see James later on. I mean, God, uh, spoilers! Okay, 
I think we're going to have to cut the episode. Well, we all knew that was coming. Well, you know, we're gonna you're never going to watch it. Uh, probably not, but who knows who listens well, to this everybody... podcast. I am saving every one of our beautiful Audible listeners. Not just for me. This is for the greater much good like of the That's the Easter egg Much for like the they're doing an Endgame. Seen it. Figure out where Stop it all from happening in the first place. Spoiler alert, this episode is going to be over very shortly. Uh, and we all survived. Be the end game yeah. of the episode. Yeah, yeah. We're lucky that there wasn't a, a battle of Winterfall and a start game battle or anything like that. Uh, I, I don't know what you people are talking about, and I don't want to. But Prince, Prince of the Rings. Make sure. Oh. So Jake is an Avatar fan. He's just not admitting it. No. <laughs> just make sure you follow all of us on Twitter. I am at Jake Atnip. Over to my right is at James Cook 14 and at Harrison Beebe. Make sure you follow us at TCRE Sports uh, for all of your news and updates. Check out this past weekend's edition of the Record Eagle for our, the last of our all-region teams from the wintertime with our all-region wrestling team in Sunday the 28th edition and our all-region bowling team in Saturday the April 27th edition. So take a look back at those if you are interested in who got selected. But before we get going, we do have one more piece of business to take care of. Last week, we asked our listeners to interact with our podcast and gave you guys a chance to take home a autographed Andreas Anthanasiu hockey puck Red Wings forward. Had a couple people do that, and James, we have selected a winner. Who is our winner for the puck giveaway? Yeah, Andreas Anthanasiu. I just like saying that name. Anthanasiu. Double A. Anthanasiu. Uh, it is Melissa Michael of Traverse City. Uh, she interacted with the podcast on Facebook, and uh, so you, you're our winner. We'll be getting a hold of you uh, to get an address to send that to, or you can come pick it up, or however, whatever's easiest. Whatever is easiest, but congratulations to Melissa, and as always, please interact with our podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, retweet, share, like, gif, post, whatever it takes, pin it to your profile, that's always exciting, comment, quote, tweet us, do something fun. Yeah, next week we'll be back to the getting you fed, yeah. giving away some Jimmy John's. Sandwich coupons. So stay tuned for that and uh, join us next week. And you guys have a great rest of your day.